Welcome to the Make My Day podcast, where I'm joined by my two hosts, George Lahoff and Luke Capriti. Guys, how are you doing on this very fine Saturday? Doing really good, Winston. Doing really good. It is a beautiful day. Got a good start to the day and had a good week so far. So just really excited to talk some shop with you guys. Luke, how you doing? Yeah, I think I'm on the same track as you, George. I'm feeling good today. Got a good start. Sunny day out there. So You got a fresh you know, haircut, well. I see. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. Last time it was looking a little uh, dicey, but, uh, you know, my guy Trey fixed it up. And, nice. Um, I'm feeling all freshened up. So, yeah, I think all is well. Um, what about you, Winston? Uh, I, I wish my hair was looking as good as yours. Uh, I'm, for those of you that don't know, we're recording this on a FaceTime call, and uh, I am in dire need of a haircut. So maybe uh, next time we'll we'll get that fixed up. That, that's but, the um, reason I'm, I'm wearing a hat, Winston. <laughs> <laughs> to cover up your purple moment. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we got beautiful blue skies out here in LA, so uh, hopefully I'll get some yard work done after we uh, finish recording this. But uh, other than that, things are things are great. Well, speaking of yard work, that does kind of segue into what I've been thinking about. Um, In our house, our backyard is a mess. It's like just dirt or mud, at least right now. And uh, we've been wanting to kind of, uh, you know, fix it up and everything. And with that in mind, I know I would need new tools to be able to do that. (laughs) We don't have the biggest uh, yard, but we do have, uh, I think, a pretty large backyard. It's big enough for Maui to run around in. And so it makes me kind of think of, well, what tools would I need? One, would I want to buy them or should I just rent them at, uh, you know, say Home Depot since I don't really have plans for a landscaping business, but um, (laughs) it is a big enough space that like, would I ever have to kind of redo this work? So with all that said, my thought for today was to ask you guys, what tool or tools are you looking to buy next? And kind of like, what is the intention behind that? Uh, George or Winston, who wants to start? George is deep in thought right oh, now. Oh man, yeah, Winston, you got one up there. I have a he's, lot he's of got thoughts. Got a thousand about yard this. stare, like just like I see like the math happening in front of his eyes. There, there's almost um, like a cost factor to it, right? But yeah, yeah. Winston, what, what what do you got? Well, why don't we start with you on this one? I mean, so for me, the obvious one right now, uh, there's two things. I want a little sandblasting cabinet oh, yeah. to like finish metal parts, um, but the other purchase that I'm really debating right now is a laser. Because I have access to a pretty small but uh, still functioning Epilogue laser at work. Mm -hmm. And it's a good brand. It it cuts pretty well. Um, It's only 30 watts. The problem is it's from like 2011. Mm. So like the driver situation, the connecting it to your computer situation isn't so hot. Um, And... I haven't been able to successfully cut anything larger than eight and a half by 11. Cause the way that printer works is like you send it a print job, um, like as though you're going to like print out a page or something. And there's a driver that interprets that and says, Oh, instead of like the text or the lines, make that a laser cut or a raster. And because of the way, like the, the drivers work these days, I'm assuming it's something recent that, happened since windows xp was out and like when <laughs> they were making the driver or whatever they might be up to windows 7 and their latest revision but like my computer can't get it to print or cut rather an area larger than a standard sheet of paper so like i bought like a 
12 by 24 inch piece of cork uh, that I was going to cut for the backs of my coasters. And like, it just got cut off like at the one third (sighs) mark, like the laser just wouldn't cut past that standard size. So in my head, like, I'm like, it'd be great to just get a new laser, be done with it. But at the same time, I'm like fighting the, like that hoarder's instinct of it still technically works. I can work around it. Do I just limp (laughs) along with a, a tool that, is kind of limited in that regard or like do i need the laser i don't have a job for the laser that needs that full work area yet so <laughs> like there's that frugality aspect to it um i don't know if you guys have like do you guys have a tool that like works just well enough that you're like eh, i'll just hold on to it i don't need to buy a purchase and do you think that it's better to just pull the band-aid off and buy something new so I'm curious to hear what Luke's thoughts going to be on this because I feel like mine is going to be like the complete opposite end of what normal people think. But for me, it's like if there's a tool that's going to make my life easier where I don't have to stop and like realign a print, I'm going to just get it most of the time. If it like to me, it's like an investment in the business and I will find a way to sell just to at least recoup like the initial cost of it. And then, you know, then it's just a new toy for me to play with type of thing. But from a laser perspective, I have like so many thoughts about it because I have the Glowforge and even that I'm like, man, I kind of wish I got like some giant thing on wheels in my garage that I could just like throw as big of a piece of thing in there. But I really think from a laser perspective, it's really good to have a blue light laser, like a crappy thing. You could just stand on top of anything as big of a piece of what it is so that could just... um kind of work on whatever platform you're working with as well as like an enclosed type of laser like the Glowforge that does like way like higher detail type of stuff because there's just such different use cases that you almost like I still I still kept my other blue light laser and I I'll pull it out for a giant cutting board that can't fit into the Glowforge and it works perfectly for that type of thing so for your CNC, isn't there a way to put like a blue light laser on that on like a shape poke I've seen? There, there are like third party laser systems you can plug in. Yeah. So that might be like a middle grounds for you type of thing so that it could actually get a large platform instead of like investing in the larger cost, larger area type of thing. I like the way you're thinking, George, but the only issue with that is then kind of going off of your own logic of you want to get the new tool to then make your life easier. You then add now Winston, Hey, when you want to CNC, uh, you know, route something out, now you got to swap back. So unless you have mm-hmm. access to two routers, you know, and you could just leave one as the laser and one as the router, which maybe you do, but I would doubt you would want to do that. I guess it kind of becomes this thing that you're, you're not really getting a new tool like you have the capability but you do still have a frustration as your barrier like oh i gotta swap this out just to get started Mm -hmm. Um, that's how i am with the glowforge in a way like i have it tucked away in my laundry room not (laughs) set up to print right away i have to actually ask adrian to help me carry it out set it man that's a heavy one too (laughs) yeah Dude, it, it's annoying too because you're just like, oh my God, we both have to be here. We both have to lift it, get it through the door. And then you got to set so, up your vent for it probably every time too, right? So well, that... um, yeah, Glowforge oh, no. wasn't like the way I set it up. Oh, no. So uh, <laughs> it just blows. So oh, I don't no. even put the hose on there. It's just shooting out the garage door. So yeah, it, it's not the best setup health wise or anything like that, but I do stay away from it. Nobody else is around it. 
Um, it's just, yeah, it's not ideal by any means, but there's a barrier to just get it set up. Whereas I think kind of like what you're saying, um, Winston, where like you would want the laser so that you could do these bigger jobs. And if you had that capability, I think you'd be creative enough to then, oh, okay, I could just throw it in the laser instead of the router, or this is better for the laser. Like you're saying, George, like better use cases for the laser over the router and vice versa. So I, I don't know. I, I'm with you, George, that you got to kind of get the tool that's going to do the job, mm-hmm. even though personally, going back to Winston's question about uh, old tools versus a new tool, I am big time hoarding onto things that are from you know adrian's grandma's uh garage so i'm just like this tool it can do the job but it's not ideal by any means so 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 i'm i might have like something very similar to maybe your thought process for this that just happened where for me it was like a cost thing with my 3d Mm -hmm. printers right i have the ender threes that are just entry level like get like crappy jobs done for me um and then i also upgraded and got the a resin printer when I was doing the Harry Potter chess pieces. Um, and I recently got really lucky with a job um, from an engineering firm to print some of their um, engineering uh, prototypes for their, a conference or something. And I was trying it with Ender 3s to start out of plastic. And I'm like, this is just not like, I, I don't want to like deliver crap to, you know, a company. I want to deliver the best I possibly can. So I immediately in my head is like, all right, what's the best printer out there I can get? I'm looking at like the, um, the S the Ultimaker S fives, I think. And they're like the, the reason being, I really wanted um, dual extruders so that one can print water soluble filaments for supports. Cause that changes like the, um, the level of the print so much. If, if you don't have the supports that are just like, breaking off and like making it a rough edge everywhere and if i could just dump it into a water bath and then the print's ready and perfect i was like that's what i need but i'm like man like seven grand is like quite a commitment for like one job i just got that i'm hoping i'll get more of so i'm like going back and forth going back and forth i'm like wait i have this resin printer this is gonna be perfect because it's smaller so i actually had to like glue together a lot of the pieces but it'll be way higher quality than my um, plastic filament. So I said, all right, let me do it for this job. See if they're happy, see if they're going to order more and more. And then eventually I could hopefully get the S five. If like my business case proves the value for, it, because that would just make my life so much easier, even more than the resin. Like if I could just pop those out, water soluble done, or if they had a bigger, like as big as I could possibly get. Right. I hate having, I really try to reduce post-processing work with any machine I get, right? So as big as it gets, that like removes my hands on it afterwards. So that's like perfectly like manufactured. I'm happy with that, but I didn't end up buying it. So, you know, I didn't take my own advice on that one because of the cost being like just a little bit, you know, higher than I wanted to spend at this time without knowing I'll get more jobs, I guess. George, I'm curious (laughs) when you're doing a purchase like this, um, how how much research do you put into this? Like, is this something that like, just, I feel like once you get your mindset on something, you just can't stop scrolling and researching. (laughs) And at what point do you feel confident that like, this is the machine for me versus something else? So it'll be like five to seven days of straight research. Like all I'm looking at is YouTube videos, reading reviews on forums. I always look up, um, you know, what's great about it. I also read 
um, like I'll type mm-hmm. whatever it is and help this broke or something. And like, I'll see mm-hmm. what users complaining about that broke with that piece of equipment to understand. That's a good idea. You know, how is it? So, so things like the ultimate, like when my Ender 3s break, I know how to fix them. The Ultimakers, like a enclosed cabinet comes ready to go. If it breaks, you don't really have a lot of room. You have to rely on the company. And that kind of, you know, that was just good to know that, okay, I'll need to like wait for them for that kind of thing. Now, um, if it's something that's like driving me nuts, I'll normally bite a little bit faster. And so I re- recently just ordered um, the Mac Mini, is it called? Actually, I have it right up here. The, the new M2 one? Yeah, the Mac Mini. Like So... And I was about to hit purchase on that thing. And I start reading reviews. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's a huge debate about Mac Mini versus Mac Studio. One of them being M1, like Ultra versus the, the other M2 chip. And one of them has more um, GPU and the other one has more CPU. So I spent a lot of time researching my main problem, which is Blender rendering, which um, for this engineering models, the, the model itself is more than a gigabyte, which is like Whoa. insane. It took... Wow more than two days for my computer to open it and if i clicked it it would just keep crashing and crashing so it it just like it delayed it so bad um so i you know one part of helping that is a lot more cpu which the m2 has so i'm getting that to help with like future jobs because my computers are like 10 years old anyways or whatever so Mm -hmm. i figured it was time to upgrade to something that's like a lot faster that can handle it so yeah (laughs) I like what you were saying there, George, where essentially you want to get the thing, whether it be larger print size, um, you know, more power, uh, whether, you know, more power in the sense of a tool, more power or a computer, because, you know, everything is always progressing or you're always going to want to do a thicker cut or a bigger cutting board or whatever, Um, a larger model, which I'm like trying to go through my head like what could be one gigabyte or larger it, it was just the level of detail it was like so, it was awesome. like simple but just like the level of detail on it was like a, yeah. i was like drove me nuts <laughs> so i feel like that's a huge piece of advice like if we were trying to almost type out when buying something like you know what are some things to think about and yeah. first you had a huge piece like i've never even thought about that whatever you buy and then like help this broke or support or what's wrong with it like that really is a huge thing there oh yeah um but yeah i i feel like when buying a tool and again ed is getting another shout out here with the glowforge (laughs) he told me he was like just get the pro model like the feed through and i was like no no i I can't i wish i got it also (laughs) exactly you're just like damn if i did that then i could do x y or z um I know that at one point, me and him were even thinking about how could we cut out a slot. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. And so, like, if you're starting to try to now tweak a tool, you know that you purchased the wrong tool, right? You are now modifying the thing to do. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where going bigger almost always is going to be better. It then becomes if you're trying to do maybe like a smaller job that big bulky chop saw just to do some quick cuts or you know if you're a construction site you don't need the bulkiest thing you just need something that is mobile so obviously there's going to be a con to it but for us who have say a workshop or a workspace usually going bigger if you have the room and then like we've been talking about the cost aspect is always huge if you have both of those then definitely go bigger go go bigger go home and you usually will be like you know, thanking yourself later in the future. Uh, 
for me, that's where I feel like I go so frugal lots of times. I'm like, damn, if I just did this, well, now what am I going to do to make it work? Right? Yeah, it's a lot of those done. types of what am I going to do to make it work? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know one thing I had thought about as we were talking um, was to go back because, George, you haven't told us. It sounds like it's a 3D printer, but I don't know if that was like your final answer for what tool you would oh. want. Oh. <laughs> Because yeah, like Winston said, you were like doing (laughs) calculations or something. So I was curious if you had another one. Because I don't know how far out to go, right? Like in in like if we're talking like this year, like I've been, I'm not gonna get this, but like I really want to get some type of like metal plasma CNC machine to do metal science. Because I've had a few people ask if I do that, and I've turned those down. Although I might try to do it by hand. I don't know. it's, it's just an area I might want to grow into. And I think it'd be really cool to be able to, like, say I want to build an Iron Man helmet out of metal. That'd be really cool to design it, cut it out, and, and try it that way. But I need a bigger shop. So that's just, you know, that's that's just a dream type of thing. Um, I think next would be um, the 3D printer if I if I can get... Um, I don't know if it's going to be the S5, though. I think that's where I'm kind of torn because having a giant, like, cabinet one... There, there's like one that's comparable in price that's like huge. Uh, it could print like the size of a man type of thing. And like that's way overkill. But like to me, it's like, hmm, that'd be kind of cool to have. <laughs> what about I, the sculptures you've done? Exactly. Like good, I could just print right? a sculpture out in one go and it'd be like perfect detail. Uh, like yeah. that's pretty, you know, that looks pretty or good to me. only three chunks instead of like 23 chunks. <laughs> it'd, it'd be a lot easier and it would look just like a little bit better, like a little bit less of like the hands-on afterwards will make it just like a little bit cleaner. Um, but I just bought the computer. So that's why I was like, all right, well, that's, you know, that was a big purchase. And that to me, that is a tool, right? For any of us that are doing designs, like a computer that can, you can model faster without like the little gaps of minutes in between for processing. Like you just work so much faster um and i think i think i'm pretty happy with that i'm i think i was actually thinking earlier today in the shop like i'm like i was i'm building um a pasta uh cutting board for somebody uh, it's like a pasta prep board and everything you, know, you, you roll pasta on it i don't know it's like a cutting board but it's giant you get to roll pasta and it like attaches to your like tabletop somehow and i'm like i'm going through the shop i'm like i got my dust collection set up and i'm like doing it i'm like i'm actually really happy like i spent the time to like get this shop like pretty efficient and like i'm like moving through this really fast i had the right clamps that were like pipe clamps that could fit something giant like that and so i'm i think like i'm happy with the fact that i thought about this a lot and i bought the things i needed and i'm like working pretty well now so i think after a 3d printer that's like really good i think i'll be okay for a little while hopefully <laughs> yeah like your infrastructure is good now right like organizational yeah. infrastructure and then yeah now it's just the fun toys what to now i just get to do of. the work exactly yeah. right um i know winston you kind of asked this question to george but how do you end up making your decision so you do the five to seven days of research yeah you kind of delve into it but do you do a pros and cons chart? Do you just no, kind of go with your gut or? It's a lot of gut. Um, I also use my wife, Michelle, as like a gut check, like to bring me back down to earth to see like 
did I just ask something that sounds like completely ridiculous, right? Like, like normally, like I'll say, hey, got this, like for the 3D printer, I even mentioned, like, you know, I think I'm going to have to do this. And she goes, oh, okay, well, like, how much is it? Do you think they're going to order a lot more? And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know. And and so when I did it with the resin printer, I showed her it. I was like, all right, this, like, this was like the right decision for sure for the first step. But for the CNC, when I bought the, the larger one, um, that wasn't 48 by 48 inches, when I said, like, I'm, like, dying here with the smaller CNC, like, it's, like, just, like, slowing me down. She goes, just buy it. Like, literally just, like, you, you have a whole bunch of jobs with it, literally. And I bought it, like, 1 a.m., I think I ordered it. Because she literally said it to me. I'm like, all right, ordered. <laughs> so so she's kind of, like, my final gut check after I do all my research, after I got all my feels out there of, like, okay, I, I think this is what I want to do. But, like, what do you think, you know? And then if she's on board, I'm like, all right, sold. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's a really good gut check because sometimes when we're the ones in the shop and we're just focused on how do we MacGyver our way out of this problem, <laughs> other people from an outside perspective just watch you struggling and they're just going, what the heck? Just, just buy the better tool. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and sometimes you need that kick in the, the seat of the pants to like get you to, to realize that you've been making your life more miserable for, uh, for no reason. hundred yeah. percent. Like a hundred. Especially as engineers, it's kind of funny that, we go ahead and try to MacGyver our way out of it when it's like, wait, somebody else probably had this exact same problem. So they made the tool necessary to make that life or that task easier. So why don't I just look for the tool? Like, why do I have to reinvent the wheel? Um, I should probably make a sign like that. Like, don't reinvent the wheel and just leave that <laughs> in my shop. Because I, I feel like I do that sometimes where I'm sitting out there like, why? Why won't this, you know, do X, Y, or Z? And then it's just kind of like, oh, because I'm not using the right tool or I'm not, you know, really doing it the way everybody else would be doing it. So, you yeah. just said you just told us, actually, Luke, that you bought a whole bunch of tools for your school. Right. What what did oh, you yeah. end up getting for them? So um, <laughs> are we going to get really jealous for this answer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because once you said, uh, Winston, you were like, oh, you know, I want to get a new laser. And then George was saying, I want one on wheels. I'm like, oh my God, I just got one that's on wheels and <laughs> it looks magnificent. So it's a Boss Laser 1630. Oh, I know what yeah. <laughs> And yeah, Boss Lasers are nice lasers. That's a really um, nice laser. <laughs> yeah, the high school, they had the, I think, two sizes larger than the one that I got. So we wanted to keep their the continuity with the students so that they see the same brand and they're not smart. really learning a new interface. Really so, yeah, I mean, they are going to be able to pick up on any sort of software changes fairly easily, but it just makes our life a little bit easier as teachers to be like, hey, you saw this in sixth, seventh or eighth grade, just kind of reuse it and uh, you have a bigger space to work with. So I got the one that's 16 inches by 30 inches of a cut space or print space. And um, I forget the depth now, but it's just, it's, it's ridiculous, unreal. Right? You, yeah, it, I look at it and you can actually move the bed up and down. <laughs> Yesterday, we were finally getting it set up. And I think we moved it at least six or seven inches oh up or God. down. Um, so hold on, I'm getting a call from the dealership. I just want to make sure they don't. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, we had to drop the car off to get it checked up. But anyway, so the Boss Laser is awesome. Um, we've got it set up. It has the compact filter and everything. And uh, so it, like, we didn't have to cut any holes in the wall or nothing. Like that thing is ready to go. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> then we got two Lulzbots. They're a type oh, of 3D yeah. printer. I know Lulzbot. Yeah. 
Um, and they, we got the workhorse one. So I think it's kind of their like main uh, 3D printer. That seems to be pretty good. Pretty large print area. And that's more dependent, I guess, on the filament that we end up getting to be able to print, you know, something that's flexible versus just uh, PLA or something like that. So we oh, got nice. two of those. Um, and my thought behind, say, getting like two printers is in case one goes down, right, I could kind of have another one always running. I wanted to do the same with the laser, but that just wasn't in the budget. And then mm. we got um, two vinyl cutters. And that was oh, more nice. for them just to kind of like, that's an intro project to get the idea of kind of what a laser does. And then um, you can use like, hey, you know how the knife moved like this? Well, now what if we were extruding plastic and we kept moving it away? Oh, look, you would build up. So you can kind of use the tools to stair step and like kind of connect them all. So the vinyl cutter also, they could make stickers, get excited about that. They can make decals if we do a mousetrap car. Uh, so you can kind of add on to their projects. So those are the main wow. uh, tools that we ended up getting. And I'm just super excited about it because now we can go from a digital side into a physical space, whereas we were just purely working with you know cardboard and popsicle sticks, uh, that kind of stuff. Now we can kind of bring them into the 21st century. So yeah. I'm very excited with the way the workshop's starting to look now. It's crazy to think, like, what people are going to be capable of if they're growing up in schools with that capability, yep. right? Like, my mind just started, like, whenever I got into this, like, whatever number of years ago, like, that's when my mind started saying, like, how far can I go? If you're growing up, like, with that, like, endless capability of creating stuff, it's like, I can't wait to see what people create, like, from yeah. all of this seriously right a sixth grader and how it's funny working with them like how their minds work what they jump to and then me as you know this 30 year old oh what are you talking about <laughs> like you can't do that it's like wait a second now they're 15 20 years younger than me they're thinking that 15 20 years ago i wouldn't have expected a 3d printer right that's already kind of um out of my realm as a sixth grader so now if they're already jumping into the next thing, it's just, it is so cool. Like you're saying, where is technology going to go? What are they going to end up making? And at what age, right? So if they're doing that, say, by the end of high school, they're making things that I wish I could make or that I'd like to make. There's so many years ahead of me, uh, you know, where, where do they go from there? Like, what is the next machine they would want to buy? What is the next, you know, project they would take on? Uh, so I, I don't know. I think it is it's really neat to see the, the students and like where they go with just thinking about what they could do. Do you ever ask them that? I'm so curious. Like, do you, like are, do they ever mention like something that you're like, oh, man, I never thought about that. You'd want that tool in here. Like, do any of them ever talk about welding at that age? Probably not. Right. That's a little. I have a seventh grader who has no, welded no before. Way. So at home, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nothing crazy. He he told me it was just like a, he's trying to do a butt weld. And so I think his dad is real like hands-on. He was telling me dad or stepdad is hand uh, is hands-on with like cars because uh, he'll like tell me about a Corvette or something. And he was, his dad gave him a couple pieces of metal and then showed him this is how you weld. And his challenge was to get it so that it was perpendicular. Wow. So like two pieces perpendicular That's a good to lesson, each other. Man. And he was like so excited. He was like, oh my God, I was melting metal. <laughs> and I don't know, like that, their mind, it does go crazy into the future of like what they could do. But at the same time, 
Uh, many of them haven't done something like that, like even just put pieces of wood together. So it is also hard for them to make a connection. Uh, however, my plan was this week, since we got all the new tools, it's going to distract them to see everything set up yeah. that I wanted to kind of do a little walk around and say like, hey, here's our laser cutter. Here's our printers. So maybe I will just ask that straight up. What would you guys want to make with this? What could we do? Um, and I'll That'd see so maybe cool next time see. we could hear. Yeah, I'll, I'll write a note of that to make sure I do it. But yeah, they, they just saw because they see um, uh, what's his name? On YouTube, there's like a hacksmith or yeah, hacksmith industries. Yeah, they they think those videos are so cool. I mean, that guy is the like he created something that's just amazing. That they just build the most like advanced versions of like like a concept with like really not a lot of crazy tools from from what I've seen. Like they have a warehouse and 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 stuff that we could buy, and they they just take it to a whole nother level it's um really impressive that that got me thinking because i remember in high school i think i had a woodworking class and it's like it's just so different like i guess schools now or just like what's possible now because back then i loved the class and i built like a nightstand or something i was like oh that's sick i loved everything about it but i remember there being one kid in class who like like, I don't know, his father, like, taught him woodworking. So he was able to use the table saw. Like, he knew what he was doing. Like, I was terrified of the table saw. So I didn't even get near that thing. And, like, that, like, discouraged the crap out of me because it was, like, one person that, like, you know, just knew everything and everything else was just kind of following along. And, like, there was no real, like, motivation behind it. And I almost wish, like, after that, like, I was, like, somehow more hooked or, like, uh, like motivated or, or you know, helped to, to do more creating because then i just stopped until like college um or end of college or after college actually at that rate so i never created another thing with wood until after that you know and to me that's like a lot of wasted you know time of where i could building up my skill set or being more creative or or whatever it is you know so it's just like exciting to think what might come of like people these days i think yeah and say like my school really isn't the only school doing this by any means this is not new to bring printers and laser cutters in so i think that is really cool um i think what you're kind of talking about george though is whether it be the teacher's fault um or more so not showing you that the barrier and i know i keep talking a lot yeah about like this, the barrier it's a, yeah it's what is the barrier right now as a student you see like oh i need a lot of money i need a whole workspace i need all of this stuff but if what i want to start doing more of is almost like telling the students you're starting a youtube channel and you're going to be this creator maker whatever and now these are the tools you have available to you. There's other YouTubers out there who have you know, more tools and bigger workspace, but they started somewhere. And it's like kind of reminding them that say LeBron James, he started with a, you know, a kid toy basketball yeah. hoop at one point, but he continued to practice it and build up. Then he got you know, maybe a playground set and was able to shoot. Like you have to stair step your way to become one of those bigger, better basketball players or 100%. better creators. 
just like we're talking with our tools, right? You you got the crappy or no offense, Ender, but like the intro model. <laughs> intro <right>? model. <laughs> yeah, it's intro no, model. No, the crappy one crap. was the one I got from China that was the yeah. knockoff of the Ender for like less than a hundred bucks. That was the yeah. crappy one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. I really don't mean anything, but no. you know, compared to a Stratasys or something that's over engineered oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But you get the point is that you start with that one tool or say for me, it's like going to Harbor Freight and getting the the $10, you know, tool set and then going to, oh, okay, now I see, you know, the screwdrivers are breaking, the hammers are falling apart. Okay, obviously you got to get the better um, or the next level up. And as you keep finding the tools that you use more of, the ones that you like to use, say like personally, we could even talk about preference of tools. Like I like to use the chop saw for things that you could easily do on the table saw. Obviously, there's a limit to what you can do, but it's like that idea that lots of people are um, like, who is it? Three by three custom on Instagram. She's awesome with the She's table saw. She's amazing. Oh my god! What's her name? Yeah. Tamar. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It, amazing. Like the jigs and things that she creates for it is just unreal. I look at that. I'm like. Wow, I gotta get my you know table saw. I gotta get a better version of it. And um, she lives in yeah. New Jersey, by the way. No way. She's a really? New Jersey maker. Yeah. Uh, cool. See, Jersey's the best. Oh, California's pretty good though. too. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> well, but, yeah. I, I wanted to ask Winston when, where did you get stuck? So I know you bought like an early Shapeoko, but like, what got you inspired to even like think about CNCing? Right. I I, I don't think I've ever asked you that. Um, so it, it really came down to like, I was in grad school. I was like, like the OG YouTubers were like all doing their thing and it was like super cool and new and exciting. And so I'm watching these people make things and, uh, like I wanted to do the same thing, but like I, I took like one, like kind of shop class in middle school and kind of a, like a generic like technology class like you do a little like make your mousetrap cars do a little electrical stuff um but i never had that that background like no one in my family like owned a table saw or like a big chop saw like when my mom was like making furniture like she borrowed a friend's like chop saw to to make a couple cuts we didn't have all these tools i never got that hands-on experience so for me as an engineer knowing that like I could buy a robot to do my bidding. Like for me, CNC was like, like my way out. Like I could use that to overcome uh, my lack of skill, like at the workbench. So I don't know. That it's is so interesting. I would have guessed that like you would have had like somebody like teaching you woodwork and because like you just know things sometimes. I'm like, oh man, he must have like, like got taught this somewhere. So that's, that's- I was thinking what you were thinking, George. That I was like, you might have seen somebody and you were just working off of what you already knew. Because um, no, you were I mean- like a legend at uh, <laughs> NavAir where it's like, yo, Winston, he makes all this stuff with CNCs. And I'm like, what? <laughs> There's a guy on YouTube who works here, like making all these cool things. Um, so, yeah. I mean, funny. it also could be like the kind of project that I wanted to do, right? Like if I'm like the... like for the kinds of projects that like you might do at home like oh like make a shelf like drill some holes in the wall like like nothing is super like precise right you might have a template you might drill through that mark on the wall whatever 
But in my head, like, because I have this kind of neurotic obsession for precision, I'm like, I don't want to drill this whole pattern in whatever I'm making by hand. I just, I want a robot to do it for me. And it's that combination of, I don't know how to do this. And even if I did, I kind of want this to be more repeatable, um, especially with freeform shapes, right? Like with a table saw, uh, you can be really creative with that. And like three by three customs, like, and a lot of other people, they take like the tools they have to the next level because they know how to work creatively with them. Like for me on a table saw, I'm just going to make 90 degree cuts. Like I'm not <laughs> going to try to bevel anything, miter anything. But once you're familiar and comfortable with a tool, like you have a lot of room to manipulate it and achieve the desired outcome. And for me, I didn't have the time or the tools to practice and invest and learn those skills. So I just jumped straight into the digital world. So that's that's my origin story. I, I, I never asked you that. That's great. Like all these years, I somehow never, like I knew that you bought like the Shape Elko to start, but never, uh, never would have guessed that actually. Yes. Yeah, it, it was it was the means to an end. It was my way to be able to create things, not like, oh, like I'm already good at woodworking and I, I want to take it to the next level. It's just I'm bad at woodworking. This is my way <laughs> into that world. <laughs> that is really interesting because I am I know I have a lot of questions about the CNC just getting it to work properly, but um, I'm almost the opposite where it makes me nervous. Like I want to use it. But I feel as if I'm I can't figure it out. Like it seems like such a difficult tool because it's a robot, right? Like I'm seeing it from a different side. So it is very interesting. It's cool hearing your perspective because it's reminding me to be like, take a chill pill. It's it's a CNC. You can figure it out. It's not not the end of the world. It's not the only tool out there that can do any of these things. But it's going to be so cool the capability that you will get with it. Um, but I guess something that I found interesting with like your story of the CNC is that, you know, you must have seen a YouTuber do it. Is there a particular project that like you saw that really made you press the button or did something come up where you're like, I am sick of this or I really want to make a video? Like, I feel like there must be one other thing that kind of goes into this whole origin story of Winston Moy, the, the maker. <laughs> I don't think there was a CNC project that got me into it, um, but uh, there's a German YouTuber, Jörg Sprave. He makes like slingshots and stuff. Uh, him and I think I like to make stuff. Like the projects they showed were things that I thought were um, approachable enough, right? Like slingshots, little things carved out of wood, uh, like uh, trays, shelves, like small tables, like chairs your classic woodworking projects, they broke it down in a way that I was able to digest. And then from there, like as a like student engineer, like you've got access to SolidWorks and stuff. Um, like those projects that once they get in your head, you start thinking about and start breaking them down. Um, like I started modeling my own versions of them. And once I had that and I realized that I could take other people's ideas and put my own twist on it, um, but I lacked a way to make it my own, like make it physical. Um, that's when I started thinking like, 
all right like cnc especially like if i want to make something round like i don't have like a little jig to like with a router that i can spin on a piece of wood like i don't like i'm not good at a bandsaw um like i was watching these people make things with a very good level of precision um like moving parts and like mechanisms assemblies and for me like i just i had to get that tool to make that happen um Mm -hmm. but um part of the 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 way i got there was just i have a project i think this is cool i want to customize it um and the only way i can do that is with like digital precision um so it's a combination of thinking through like what tools do you have to get there but also having a project in mind that keeps you motivated that you're passionate about that's interesting to you um to like help facilitate that learning because trying to learn cnc in a vacuum when you don't really have anything you want to make uh that's that's very difficult um so i would recommend if you want to get into cnc find something you want to make first and that got me thinking too so not only do you need something you need to make first but like the modeling part of it like all of us were pretty fortunate enough like we had some modeling experience from like school right like we had solidworks or something like that so we had an idea going into it but somebody just like coming from woodworking in general that never actually created a 3d model or understands it you have like two challenges you have to overcome one is like figuring out first you you really need to figure out how to model and do that or you have to buy somebody else's which is fine or or there's a lot of programs that make it a lot easier if you're just like doing like a sign or something like that but i remember i was making a photo booth for my wedding and I was just getting started into woodworking and I actually tried making it um, by hand first and I was using a hand router and I never used a hand router before and it was like it was a mess I'm like all right I can't do this so I remember I hit you up Winston and I was like can this be like a CNC thing and you said yeah you just got to do the model so I, I built the model like right away overnight and then I went over to your house and it was like it was perfect it fit an iPad um slot so it like had an inset so the ipad would sit inside of it and we put a piece of wood that would like hold it up and then there was the perfect circle size for the gopro's lens that fit on the top one with the shelf that held the gopro so you'd have a video of everybody that's like taking pictures as well and um like the app would run and you click start and i also oh my god there's a third there was a dslr as well so that was for myself to have high quality photos and uh, we used a trigger so that the app on the iPad would trigger the DSLR to take a picture as well. And the GoPro was just constantly running throughout the whole thing. But it wouldn't have been like as nice as of a photo booth if I didn't have the CNC to fit everything perfectly centered because I didn't have the skills to to do that by hand. And honestly, it would have taken so much longer with like all the little piece parts versus just like one model popped it in there. I, I remember that actually, I think that might've been the first time I used your CNC back then when I was just like getting into everything that I don't know, that sparked my memory. I was like, man, I really love that project. That was like, that was like a fun, like, and everybody enjoyed it. You awesome. know, instead of yeah. paying like four to 500 bucks for a photo booth, I just had all those, I already had the camera. I had the GoPro, you know, so it was way cheaper and I could use it for, um like several of our events at that point so yeah yeah god that, that just came back to my mind after that <laughs> good times no i remember like you came like right after work like you're yes, still like yeah. dressed for work and we were just in the living room like making sawdust i still can't believe that you had a cnc in your living room with all that sawdust all that noise 
<laughs> it literally was inside the house. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Okay. And he had wow. roommates. Very loving roommates. I'm assuming. <laughs> Well, Kyle's the only one who would speak up, and he, his bedroom was on the opposite side of the house, so uh, he could just close the door and ignore me. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Oh man, that really brought back some memories. And, and yeah. without that, I wouldn't have even like thought about getting a CNC if I if I didn't have like try yours over and over again and realize like why I wanted that over doing it by hand. I think you know, and mm-hmm. you know, so. I think that's kind of brings it back to the school thing. These kids are going to get to try this stuff hands on and realize like why I need to use this. Right. And like the skill sets and like how great and far their reach can be. So that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. That that really brought me back. I kind of want to go back and look at my projects now all the way when I started. (laughs) I forgot about that one. Oh man. See, like those are things where I wouldn't even have thought of using it that way. And I think that's where it's cool when you, give everybody these types of tools where they go ahead with it and like what they make with it you know it is it shows the creativity that everybody has and how everybody brings like a different spin to it i feel like i should almost go through your guys projects so then one it sparks creativity for me or maybe an idea to me because right now i was just gonna uh cut out maui's uh silhouette like i just want to oh that's a little, sick like, ornament or whatever for our desk here so that was the plan, um, but I just was having troubles with it. Um, but I'm sure I can figure it out if I ask a couple of uh, like smart questions. But then um, I want to like do so many more things with it. However, what I'm trying to get at is that if I see some of your good ideas, I can also post or show them to my students oh, cool. because I think for them to be able to see kind of what you were asking, like what do they ask about? Like what do they want to make? I think some of them need a spark to then get the ball rolling to be like, oh, okay, what if I could make, um, you know, they're all into video games. Like, what if I could make something that holds my controller? A yes, drink, I was going to say the exact same. Like a video game control holder is like yeah. a fun project for any kid. Yeah, or, or their games or, you know, um, I do have some like big bookworms. It could be like anything like that. Like you could make it so that, you know, all the Harry Potter series, a lot of them are in Harry Potter. And, uh, like, they could all fit in here. It could be, like, a perfect setup for them. I don't know. Like, I am starting to, like, hit a wall with my creativity of what they would want. So if I show them some things that have been made, then it's more open for them to kind of think about, like, oh, instead of, you know, doing the cameras, I could do something else. So if they're into Harry Potter. Yeah make them watch the video we there's one on each of our channels um me and winston made uh harry potter wands because me and michelle were going to go to harry potter world to and we wanted i was trying to find a cheaper way to do interactive wands so Uh like we looked we researched like what actually goes into making those because those go for like 100 bucks and then we found these like little silver tops or something that like should reflect um whatever like the sensor in the correct way and it only worked a few times but but um i had 3d printed um some of the wands and then winston actually seen seed a wand on both sides it was voldemort's wand though or no sorry it's elder wand i think that we did or one of them double check but it's it like came out i actually have it back here somewhere because he gave it to me before he left but so we that that was a really cool product to see like how you can make similar product oh and then i also used a um what's it called jeez what's um what i would turn a wand as well lathe 
Yeah. Ali. <laughs> yeah. Ali. Thank you. <laughs> like slipped my mind. So um, that was a really cool one uh, to show them what can be possible. You could also show them the Harry Potter chess pieces if they're into chess. But that was with like a resin printer. That's not as like the the wands like took a little bit more like design and thought process to see how we could actually make it happen man i'm going back i, I miss those projects those were fun you know like yeah. it kind of brings you back when you when you don't do the business stuff as much and like you just like make whatever the hell you want to make just for like your own personal use that's that's the best stuff oh, yeah, i gotta sure. go back and like relive some of those moments you just do a, a nice scroll through your own timeline yeah right? see yeah Oh, I mean, that's what makes the the Hacksmith channel so interesting, right? Because like they do what we probably in high school or as kids like wish we could do. Like, it's not practical. It's not like financially responsible to spend all that time and money on tools to build this <laughs> thing that has little uh, commercial value, but it's satisfying to you on a very deep level. So, yeah. yeah, there was one that I just saw. They were building like a hexapod, right? It was like a six-legged... Like the robot, robot. thing, yeah. Yeah, oh, so cool. and like one part of the video, they're pretty much saying, we have lost so much money building <laughs> this. Like, we have to just stop doing it. We're like, we're so close. We're just going to keep going. So, it was, you know, they, they even are weighing, is it worth doing this? But like you said, it's on like a deep level. I want to finish this build. It's going to be so cool once we do it. We know we can do it. Just more time, more effort. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man. That's yeah. awesome, man. Well, I think we're actually coming down to the end of it, right? I haven't yeah. been checking the time, but that was uh, a lot of fun. I'm going to go back and like scroll through my timeline and just yeah, like, relive, man. Reminisce. Yeah. It, it's, it's, if, it feels like so much longer now that I'm like thinking about the the starting project and like the how we got started into all of this, you know. So it's it's kind of exciting to think about that. Like back then, I would have like dreamed about having the stuff I want now, and now I'm like dreaming about stuff I want like you know five years yeah. down the road or whatever. And and so that's really encouraging to to see like how far we're, we are right now. That's that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, like the first thing I'm thinking of is one of my first posts is me sitting on my old house driveway cutting something out with a scroll <laughs> saw that I had just gotten off Amazon. And I'm thinking, wow, I still do stupid stuff like that where it's like, really, I don't have a table for this or like the setup is pretty poor. Um, good example is Adrian last night, like weeding out the Cricut uh, vinyl and all that. So like we're still not perfect, but it's very cool to see the progression from yeah. scroll sawing to now, oh, Glowforge or am I going to use the Shapeoko or, you know, it, it's like uh, there's options of high precision tools instead of me practicing using a scroll saw that was probably 50 or 60 dollars yeah 100 percent. yeah very encouraging that's awesome all right guys well hey it's 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 been fun maybe we'll end it here and chat again in like two weeks catch up sounds good hopefully yeah yeah all right been a blast catch you later all right take care guys see you later <laughs>